Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 review discussion. My name is Paul James and I think for the first time this year we're doing a review discussion and I'm thrilled to be doing it with Stephen Del Prado to talk all about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. How's things, mate? Good. Yeah, pretty good. You know, uh, neck deep in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at the moment. It's a pretty big title uh, in a whole range of different respects. Um, we're going to pick through it for people. We'll, we'll keep this fairly brief. We can't wade into spoilers and those sort of things and I'm sure maybe down the line we can kind of get into spoiler cast territory. I think we... Um, I think we kind of blended that into like a patched episode sometime back in the future, but we've kind of built a bit of a platform for these things go, uh, these days. So maybe a spoiler cast is in the in the future for us. But for now, we'll talk a little bit more surface level, a little bit more NDA friendly for, for Square Enix and a bit more spoiler free for, for everyone watching today. Let's start, I guess, at the top. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, good. Um, uh, I sort of had predicted back when I reviewed Final Fantasy VII Remake in the heady days of covid remember they gave it to us early that's how bad things were in 2020 they yeah <laughs> gave that to us early um and it was very abundantly clear we weren't getting discs two and three in the same way uh that we were maybe hoping and that is basically true but i don't think it's a bad thing in this case it's it's a much bigger game than the first game in a lot of respects yeah, it was certainly one of those ones where, like, obviously the Midgar segment in the original game, and we can be a little bit more flippant when it comes to spoils and those sorts of things over there. But um, that was a much more linear section of even even the core Final Fantasy VII experience anyway. So um, it kind of worked with what they did in Remake. But we knew that upon leaving, things were going to have to change. You couldn't, you couldn't afford to just play that same linear style. I think that was going to expose a few flaws potentially in some design if they went down that path and just wasn't also going to be overly compatible with the original source material and so we knew that we we're kind of expecting a bigger open world um i don't know about you but yeah i certainly didn't expect it to be quite as big as it is um we'll talk about the contents of the world shortly but certainly the i guess the amount of world that there is to explore i i didn't quite expect that much and you know so many kind of different regions to explore uh, and I, I guess it makes sense though like when you look back at the original and you look at sort of beat for beat where you went in that you're you're treading a lot of the same paths but there's a lot of stuff that's sort of fleshed out again i haven't played the original in a very very long time so my memories are pretty hazy in terms of just how much you got to explore and obviously in terms of like at that point in time it felt like a lot of exploration but really you're just trudging around a teeny world map with super deformed characters doing a bunch of random battles and it's sort of you know wow i'm exploring the world but really you're trekking across a, a field and getting to the next city and they've done a lot to expand on that and make it feel like a 2024 title yeah like it does kind of have that living space sort of feel a little bit obviously there's still plenty of open terrain and you know a few you know very carefully placed oh you know we'll find monsters here so that there's something for you to engage with every in kind of almost every direction you look masking the fact that there's yeah again a lot of empty space in in different areas um i guess you know we're kind of wandering a little bit let's maybe hone in on i guess kind of the plot a little bit and we we can't for a range of different and obvious reasons can't wade into much but um no you've alluded to obviously the fact that it does things changed with the end of remake there and I guess, what was your take on the direction generally? I'm leaving this very open-ended so that you can kind of spin it your own way safely. Um, what would you, t uh, I guess, make of their take on this second arc in Final Fantasy VII? 
I think it's it's surprisingly faithful in parts of it, and I think uh, there's reasons for that which are going to be revealed um, towards the end of uh, this title itself. Uh, there, there is a lot of work done, though. There's a, there's some rejigging of events. There's some reorganizing, some reordering of sort of sequencing of when things happen and expansion as well. There's a lot of, you know, moments that end up being expanded upon in a, yeah. you know, good ways, uh, at least to my mind. Um, so no, I've, look, and I guess for disclosure for everyone, like Stephen being the core reviewer, and I'm kind of dagging off him really in this instance. Um, I'm nowhere near finished at the moment. I've been kind of getting completely sucked in. Oh, there's also been a few different games that have been coming out that I've been trying to do some work with as well. But I've been completely sucked in by the open world and trying to do stuff there. But the the story components that I've you know observed so far, you, you can really feel how they've kind of expanded things out and yeah made little tweaks and those sort of things um, to make it work, firstly in that 2024 environment, but also make it compatible with what they're clearly building towards mm. in terms of the broader aspirations for the i guess this trilogy of games yeah and i and i i think i guess one of the things that i'm running into is that sense that it's maybe overwriting my memories of the original and i am second guessing myself i'm like did that happen in the original is that new is that's just is it a thing that happened but it was just those chunky graphics and poor translation so some story beats that i probably didn't quite get is there is that a new addition it's i think it's i think it's an effective framing device for some of the things that they're playing with in the game itself to sort of have you as the player questioning it. kind of questioning what is going on yeah it's it's i guess it's effective and i guess it'd be interesting to see what it would be like for someone who has played the game like the original sorry game right before it you know maybe someone who's new to the uh, to the actual Final Fantasy 7, I don't know, do we call it series now, sub-series, whatever, um, universe of Final Fantasy 7, who cares, yeah. um, whatever we want to call it, but also just someone who's maybe yeah, returning and kind of you know wanted to freshen up before going back in, what the experience is like for them, where they're potentially not questioning it in the same way that we might be as people who've played it, but it's been, I don't know for you, I don't know about for you, but it's certainly been more than a decade for me, so... Oh easily maybe the closest i've gotten i don't know if i even touched any of those when they sort of re-released it on the switch and things like that i think i did nine um but i probably have yeah i probably (laughs) haven't touched i probably haven't touched seven since the early psp days yeah okay that's yeah it's a good long time so um, yeah (laughs) so i guess yeah, story we have to be very, very careful with for people, and we do not want to spoil anything for anyone. We also don't want to get ourselves in trouble with the generous people at Square Enix who provide us a code. Um, but I guess going into the gameplay side of things, and you had the opportunity to preview the game a few months ago at this point, and kind of was able to communicate a few of these ideas to to the to the player two audience in advance anyway. But being able to see things like the synergy attacks and all those sort of things get implemented and I guess not in that vertical size sort of fashion, but you know, across the full extent of the game. How do you feel about some of those mechanics that have been added into into this new game, and are they compatible the whole way? Um, yeah, they just make it more robust. They make your leveling choices and party configuration feel like it matters a little bit more. Um, I think 
you're simultaneously given a lot of freedom in terms of how you want to set your party up, but it soon becomes clear, especially on just the normal difficulty, uh, that you do need to be paying attention to your party configuration. You can't just wail on enemies. You need to be utilizing enemy weaknesses and yeah, exploiting all of that stuff, trying to make sure you are having characters that are synergizing between one another and yeah it's just it's a more involved um battle system in some ways yeah i um kind of discovered that early on myself where of all people it was cloud that was kind of not working overly well for me early on um just wasn't quite compatible with some of the stuff that was some of the enemies that were even being thrown at me in the in the calm region there and it wasn't you know i was like this no i did spend a little while questioning myself not so much i guess in the same way that we're questioning the story components in that last section there but hang on i'm sure i played remake and had no issues and i was playing the same way and what is going on here and i just yeah it was kind of discovering that it's it is about the party makeup and and the way you're kind of pairing people let alone the the intrinsic abilities they have as well learned that the hard way a little while because i stubbornly pushed on like no cloud cloud's fine i can't have any issues here it's it's clearly a me thing Uh, sorry like it's clearly me just you know failing to execute on certain prompts or whatever it is you know not parrying or blocking when i should or whatever the case happens to be but um nope and and that is not absolutely that is absolutely part of it like you you do need to be doing those things for some enemies and you like you can't just you can't just mash square to win Uh, it's not going to happen for you um if you do want to play that way if you're not interested just choose easy difficulty because you will you will absolutely be seeing that game over screen quite a lot um definitely in bosses let alone normal enemies Uh, i think i've redone more bosses in this game than i did in the first game by a long margin like quite a few there were some where i i did i had to like stop partway through and go in and reconfigure things to suit a particular um encounter get your, gear, because... get your materia get your party makeup all those sort of things right and also like if if there's a character that you uh vibe off with better then main them in combat and switching between characters and the minute you see them proc something diving on them to get them to execute it is really important like the the battles are frenetic but what one thing i think they have done and this could just be me poorly remembering having played remake four years ago now i think it's crazy that it's been that long let's like yeah that that, you know and i guess you touched on before with the beginning of the pandemic that's that's been yeah anyway it's ridiculous yeah but i I, there's less combat like it combat feels far more measured uh it's not the old you know swishy swirl random encounter every three steps um you don't have to do combat very frequently if you don't want to you can completely ignore it in the open world sections Obviously, some of the more tighter level design forces you to engage with enemies, uh, but I think it's that sort of thing. It's like you'll fight less, but it is more important when you do. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, you like if you if that's not something that interests you about this game, don't don't worry about what it says. Just switch it to easy. Yeah. It's not a knock on you as a gamer. It's just, yeah, the the battle system is somewhat demanding. But not, yeah, not in that kind of, I guess, because so many people kind of quickly jump to these sort of things. Not in that Soulsy kind of way. It's just, 
you're expected to kind of play in a certain style. There's you, you're expected to kind of embrace the different systems. It's not beating you senseless, but uh, in that same sort of way where like you can embrace the, the systems, the mechanics are in place, and still get your ass kicked. If you learn to play by their rules, you'll be fine. But if you yeah. if you're really kind of staunch and this is how I want to play and this is how I want to do it, and this is how my Final Fantasy VII experience to be, well then maybe ask the game to bend a little bit to your will by toggling it back down. And look, for you trophy junkies out there, as far as I can tell, it doesn't impact your ability to get the trophies. I don't. I haven't seen any that are tied to difficulty. Um, I f- I could be wrong. I don't. I, I don't have access to it right now. I know like sixteen, and I think maybe even seven remake had like a. I know sixteen had like a master difficulty mode or something like that, which was or no Final Fantasy mode. I think they introduced at the end, which that was tied to that was a difficulty thing, and they, there was trophies attached to that. But I don't. I don't that feels recall. like that stuff always. That stuff always feels like a second playthrough. It is. That's yeah. You can, you can you can only get it through the second playthrough anyway. So. Yeah, and there could be something like that here. I don't know. Um, from what I've been able to choose, it's easy, normal, and then there's one that apparently I haven't played around with it, but it adjusts the difficulty on the fly. So it might be like, "Wow, you're really on Struggle Street. Let's um ease this up." Um, yeah. So again, if you don't want to be digging around with equipment and materia and juggling things between your party constantly or tweaking that just go on easy and you'll be able to mash things in the face with a giant sword and basically get through most battles pretty you know easily yeah no it's certainly appealing in a sense but i'll i'll play the game the, the game's way i mean i mean i'm enjoying that um maybe a secondary run will be just cranking it down to easy and just go on the power trip well and again i think the other thing to keep in mind with that is um the normal difficulty sorry the normal difficulty very much feels like it's sort of looking at you like you're doing all the side stuff right you're keeping your levels up you're doing everything you need to do to stay in line with this um because yeah like i said there've been a few combat encounters where in some areas where i haven't gone and exhausted absolutely everything i've had to be pretty judicious with how i set up my party and set up my materia and really be playing exactly the way the game wants me to like hey if you want to beat this boss when it's trying to do x attack you really need to interrupt it because otherwise it's going to steamroll you yeah um you you touched on side stuff there now we've seen through i think the the big final fantasy state of play that we had there's a range of different regions that people can explore there's a whole range of side content obviously i touched on before how much bigger it all feels that side content itself you and i have already had some conversations in the background about the nature of, of that a little bit thoughts uh it's pretty <laughs> it's it's pretty cookie cutter um i i'm through i i don't know if i can say exactly how many regions i'm through but um it's quite um, a few they, they did actually upon kind of reflecting there they did announce all a whole bunch of regions including ones that we've discussed off camera okay um in um, the state of play. i'll just i'll just say in the six to seven regions that i've um gotten through up to this point it could be more um but basically it's the same generic makeup in each area like the same activities a handful of side quests and it's all interlinked so once like like yourself and myself we both said that we absolutely smashed all of that out in the first area and then you get to the next area and it's oh it's the same 
sort of stuff. Go okay? get your chocobo. Then once you've got your chocobo, you can do this. Yeah, like it's... yeah, it's it's pretty repetitive in that sense. Like it's 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 cyclical. So you go to an area. The first thing it'll want you to do is to unlock your chocobo, and then you can go around and do a bunch of stuff, whether that's related to exploration or battling or crafting uh, or gaining yourself a new summon materia and making that battle a bit easier. Uh, it's just, you know, the same thing in each region. Yeah. Um, agreed. There's... Uh, Which, look, I, I don't, I don't mind has... them for the most part. Like, they're, they're fine. Um, it, it's, I guess, lacking in a little bit of inspiration. But um, they're perfectly fine. As someone who doesn't mind a, a Ubisoft open world and is, is you know, okay with... Uh, on occasions kind of repetitive tasks or the same kind of mission structure being um utilized multiple times i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of okay with it because it doesn't at least based on where i'm up to so far it hasn't been excessive no but, it it's yeah it, it's it's somewhat restrained um it is it's there and if you're playing a normal difficulty the game wants you to be engaging with all of that uh but I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent necessary, especially if you're willing to drop the difficulty down if you're not digging it. But it's not that weird collectathon. Um, the the scale of the world is really funky. Like it looks huge, but once you're on a chocobo, you cover it really fast. Yeah, it's it. The world itself is pretty constrained, and a lot of a lot of how they make it feel bigger is through a bit of sort of. Uh, gatekeeping and blocking certain areas off and things like that until you can get a chocobo or find some other way to get somewhere and once you if you really decide you're going to dig in and do that side content i'd say there's probably two to three hours of it in each area especially if you're willing to fast travel once you unlock yeah. a bunch of fast travel spots so it doesn't overstay it's welcome it is there and as a consequence it's probably almost doubled the game length from remake which Again, some people will be more than okay with um, that. People are just clamoring for more of that Final Fantasy VII experience. Um, have there been any of the other aspects, gameplay-wise, that have really, I guess, caught the interest? Because we've focused on a couple of the the bigger aspects there in the open world and the combat and the systems that have been introduced through that. Was there anything else that really kind of took your fancy along the way, uh, or you, or that you want to speak about? I guess a little less positively. Um, no, I mean, I think in general. I wouldn't say anything here is worse than in the previous game. I know I am the first person to rail against poor pacing and excessive uninspired content in games, but I think this has struck a pretty decent balance. A lot of it doesn't necessarily feel essential, all the important stuff you're getting on that main path, uh, but some of the side stuff is... It's, it's nice to spend some time with some of these characters, especially yeah. when they do flesh some of the things out and you get to sort of you know know a little bit more about um yeah just some of the you know like some of the characters that i i maybe myself didn't appreciate so much in the original like red 13 and uh you know yuffie who i actually i think i like less the more i know about her but <laughs> <laughs> which says a lot because okay. i don't know i don't know about you but i wasn't crazy about yuffie to begin with um no just incredibly annoying but yeah. um <laughs> but it's you know and that's fine and some people are going to dig that and some people won't um i mean you know and it can be as fan service as you want it to be you know 
Costa del Sol and bikini costumes and things like that. Um, that's that really comes down to the players' preferences. There are more modest outfits you can dress everybody in. Play your way. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, uh, some funky mini games like the piano mini game. That's you know sort of like a nice nod to you know the piano collections that the series has released and just the the iconic music and much like remake it really stands out here some of the late motifs they're using for specifically the main theme and Eris's theme and obviously tifa's theme um are all there and it's you know or just slight reimaginings of the original soundtrack with you know more unique instrumentation in some of the areas it's um it's something that still is part of the magic of the experience is that yeah. soundtrack and i think they've once again knocked it out of the park here yeah, I think yeah, I think the musical side they've done really well. I've got no idea when it comes to a piano, so I'm just kind of bashing on, <laughs> bashing on those when I find them. Yay me! Um, but there's there's a whole range of I guess other side activities and not not necessarily the side quests and side missions, but things like Queen's Blood and there's a range of other other um, kind of little side activities that were introduced that are really quite cool. Queen's Blood, in, in my, for my mind, in particular, um, as someone yeah, who this kind is... of toppled down the uh, the witches went well and all those things like i really really am enjoying that whenever i get to a new region i'm chasing people down straight away to knock all those out well there's plenty of that for you but my so that there was nothing like that in remake was there i was just sort of struggling no. to remember so obviously the, the, since first, fin- the first thing they did was in um final fantasy uh, 8 triple in- triad oh no i mean like sorry i meant in intergrade they put um uh the cosmo canyon into it but um, beyond that, there was nothing necessarily that was added in the core the core remake. I haven't played Integrate. Yeah, right. I, uh, um, I don't know if that does not, more or less to support that, that love of, of Yuffie that we were just talking about. So, um, well, probably worth checking out at some way. point. Yeah, I, I think so. But like, as you said, more Yuffie probably doesn't endear me to playing integrate at that like maybe i would like her better maybe that will endear me to her but just do it and play um, cosmo canyon that's all you need it's so good <laughs> is is that is that like the weird tower defense mini game is that where that ended up from the first game yeah. or is yeah. it yeah okay and so it's that's really really good it's really obviously good. like the, <laughs> like final fantasy has developed itself a bit of a legacy with card games from you know the goat uh triple triad and final fantasy 8 um, they tried to do it better in Final Fantasy IX, and I'm sorry, Paul, but they failed miserably. It wasn't as good as Triple Triad in eight. Um, and they've, I, I think, Final Fantasy has got to have something going for it, right? Yeah, the, it's not junctioning. The, it's not the story. The, char- it's not the, the characters, characters, the the battle system, the magic system, and the... <laughs> I, I'm an I'm an eight apologist. So um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Queen's Blood is cool. Um, it's you know. Uh, another diversion it's one of those things that you know you sort of decide how much of it you want to get involved in um there are points in the story where if you don't engage in it you're going to miss out on some stuff uh which i think is an interesting choice like to just be able to be like no thank you um but that'll come down to the player. so again there is the potential that this is a 25 hour game if you want it to be or less even yeah. But at the same so, time, it's what you're leaving on the table that'll be the... Yeah, I, I feel like the, the people who, I guess, are being targeted for this game, the core Final Fantasy fan, the, the hardcore Final Fantasy VII fan, they're not the sort that are just going to breeze through that content anyway. So I suspect we're not going to no. have too many people that are playing it that way. Um, I'm sure there'll be a minority, probably those without the history 
to be honest. Um, yeah. But for anyone who's kind of are probably tuning into this conversation, they're going to be chasing that stuff down. So I'm so, glad that again, stuff's there and it's good. Like it's pretty well yeah. executed. It's well balanced. It's enjoyable, but it's not excessive at the same time. No. And, you know, there are like, again, the piano stuff plays into it a little bit more later. There's some mini games around playing the piano and, you know, some, it it's, it's got the goofiness. It's, there's a lot of Yakuza energy in parts of this game, um, which is just, you know, I, I guess that's good. I, I enjoy that stuff. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, it does just end up having some weird tonal shifts sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, look, as we've touched on, I'm nowhere near as fast through the game as you, but yeah, I've seen a few of those. Uh, and I've not been opposed to it, and I guess the, the, the Yakuza reference does kind of stick out a little bit now because as has been a bit you know documented through some player two video content recently i just i mean i knew i would like them but i discovered a bit of a love for them after trying um some infinite wealth for for a player two plays there and suddenly i've already downloaded zero and i've got my playstation portal and i'm ready to just start cranking through that and working my way through it so stars are aligning there but i can see uh, so I can see what you're talking about now that I've kind of got that bit of perspective there. It, it absolutely is applicable. Yeah, and um, uh, the Golden Saucer, which you can get through pretty quickly if you're just sticking to the main path, but I can also see that, much like the original game, being an area that people could spend a lot of time in if they want to. That's fair. Uh, and look, I mean, the even just to see what how that is realised now, decades on, is just it's a crazy thing. I feel like you could just have people kind of wandering around a bit like they're in, you know, a theme park sometimes, just kind of head in the sky, taking it all in. You could lose so much time just to observing the glitz and glamour of the place, right? Yeah, and uh, again, it's that sort of thing where it's like there's activities there that you might enjoy, and there's other stuff that you'd be like, you know what? Um, maybe okay. I don't want to do the combat arena for ten hours right now. But you've always got the means to go back, and that's the same with all those other regions around the world. You can go back and check them out, as opposed uh, yeah. to kind of the the linear pathing of remake. Well, it it is pretty good at letting you know when you're going to be stuck somewhere for a while. So it will yeah. it will generally warn you you will not be able to come back here for a while. Do you want to move on? Yeah, good. Um, I guess the big question is, as with most open world games, um, and even if I knew the answer, I wouldn't be able to reveal it here. But what what does it look like when those credits roll? Is it the old bounce you back to just before you did the final thing? Or of course it is. Are they going to do... <laughs> well, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Square Enix to do that, you know, slightly more interesting thing where you're in the world and the big thing has happened and people are sort of reacting to that. But you can also, oh, yeah, that, you know that like weird fetch quest I needed you to do, I guess you can still do that. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, possibly. there is I that. Guess that. I guess that, yeah, that's feasible as well. Um, but uh, to your point, no one will know until they play. We can't, we're not in a position to talk about it. So, um, I guess getting back to things we can talk about. There are the, I guess the present uh, presentational elements of the game. You touched on some of the music before through the piano sections. Um, but overall, uh, we, we've kind of discussed behind the scenes, some initial concerns around some video, like some graphical presentation stuff. I'll leave it open to you. How are you feeling now that you've been able to play so much more of the game than I guess when we spoke a few weeks ago about, about how the game was looking? 
Uh, I wouldn't play it outside of performance mode. Um, yeah. When I went to the preview event, I was not allowed to play it in performance mode. Uh, we had to play in quality mode. And that's fine, but to me, on a PlayStation 5 system in 2024, I don't want to be touching something that's 30 frames per second, especially if it's not exceedingly well um, frame-paced, silky smooth 30 frames. Yeah, it needs to be uh, better. It, like, yeah, like, um, chuck VRR on and get it to 40 frames a second, and now we're talking. Like, I think that's a great middle ground if that's... if And, and I realize I'm fortunate to be able to have the equipment to do that. But at the stage that I'm at, I will always trade uh, those extra frames for graphical fidelity. And I am totally happy with performance mode as it is. I understand that it is going to be improved upon further. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that shakes out. But um, I have not had an issue with performance mode at this point in terms of um, fidelity. Uh, but it could just be that I'm sitting three meters away from a 75-inch you know, bias lit screen. So um, maybe I'm lucky in that respect. No, I mean, I remember when we first, when we were first chatting and this was the first 24 probably hours of us actually having access to the game at that point. And I think I flagged some initial concerns there about uh, some things actually that I kind of flagged as a concern in remake as well. It was kind of, you know, the hair and those sort of things that it just mm. doesn't look quite right. That has faded. Um, the more the game, the game has progressed but I've also noticed, and I, uh, it was an observation I think that you'd initially made, you can really see where the investment has gone in terms of the way sh shots are framed and you know, in terms of the combat, where the, like, the investment is kind of enemy design, all those, like, those bosses look absolutely unreal. Um, and the way it's all choreographed and everything's kind of framed and positioned, and like, it's just it's brilliant um, what they've done there. You don't necessarily see that when it's more like the, the stock standard kind of traversal or stock standard encounters or whatever, but the way it all no. comes together in those in those bosses so far has been excellent. Yeah, it's and and that's the thing. I think it's, I guess the diplomatic way to say it would be they've picked their battles. Um, we know those people who recall remake coming out and some of the infamous texture <laughs> the door, things happening. The door. And, and that sort of stuff. There, yeah, there's still some wonky textures in this, and there's you know some things that aren't amazing. There's still the some popping this... too. I've had the, I've yeah. had a whole section like I was walking through some caves, um, and everything was rendered properly, no issues. Took one step up onto a thing, and suddenly everything just got. Low, to call it low res would be pumping it up too much. It it was just a dog's breakfast all of a sudden for a tenth of a second, and then then all popped in again, but. I think the other thing that has stood out to me is the classic Gears of War forced slow walk. No, oh, yeah. all to, shuffling like, between rocks and yeah. There's clearly, and I I just have to wonder if that's all hangovers from the PlayStation Four stuff. Like, was there any point where they were ever planning on putting this game on that system? Because um, we know we've seen that with both God of War and Horizon, like games that was sort of straddling the edge of those two generations and because of that had some technical things that were hampering that because it was baked into the design at that point as well like they couldn't really get around it and i wonder if that's maybe just some holdover and it feels like stuff that could be cleaned up with patches as they go on um but yeah it's i think that's to me that's more frustrating than pop in where you're walking and suddenly you're walking at you know one third Sales of your base, regular yeah. speed 
because I guess it's furiously trying to load the next area for you. Yeah, um, it would be interesting. Obviously, yeah, your examples of say a Horizon or a God of War are great because yeah, those those games tethered to the PS4 as well, and so they you know had those techniques in place to kind of mask some of the constraints of the platform. Consequently, PS5 players would also have to endure those because it was baked into the game design at that particular point. It does make you think that maybe this was at some point planned for the PS4 as well, and so the or I mean, you know, there's just you know, this is what we did in the last game. Like they're kind of stuck in that mode a little and bit. And I guess the other elephant in the room is this is going to end up on other platforms, presumably. Yeah, like uh, we, we like yeah, PC history. And this is not me being like, I've got secret information that I know that you don't. I don't know diddly squat, but I know that Square Enix likes to make money. And what better way to make money than to release this on more platforms? And that could be potentially one of those things where, you know, an eye to the future. We know Sony doesn't have the most amazing track record with PC ports of their exclusive games, regardless of who the publisher is. Um, And... We know that whilst Xbox is apparently trailing a two-to-one sales disadvantage, that's still a considerable figure um, to... 20-plus million consoles are still a decent audience that you can... I mean, look, honestly, and I don't want to wade too deeply into this because it's a whole topic in and of itself, but um, I mean, I don't see it coming to Xbox anytime soon because they haven't been able to lock down Remake yet, but certainly the PC jump... That's only a matter of time. I think it. I think this is only yeah. technically exclusive until June, July. I think that was what was kind of listed on the promo stuff. And uh, it was obviously the me... case for remake two, and then with them, it still hasn't gone anywhere other no. than PC. But and, um, yeah. And again, that could be maybe they're just waiting to consolidate and do like a you know, you know, get both of them. Who knows? Yeah, waiting until that install base PS3 was style thing. Yeah waiting for that install base to be larger because I guess that's the beauty of this like it's sort of managed to release at a time where the PS5 does have a pretty decent install base now and that maybe that was one of those decisions where we've got those hangovers because they're like well that 100 plus million install base of the PS4 is really hard to ignore could we get this to squeak out on the Pro if we really needed to Um, but obviously by 2024 it's PS5 exclusive uh, but that doesn't mean there's not a few PS4 Pro cobwebs still hanging around yeah, exactly. in the game. Um, and then the other component is something you kind of alluded to before when we were talking about the piano, but is the the musical, like the composition of the music. And obviously you've, you've touched on like a lot of those those main iconic themes resurfacing in their very traditional sense, but also being reworked in a range of different ways. And it's like everything that I've heard from that so far, and I haven't touched on everything um, as i hope I've made abundantly clear at this particular point but everything that I've heard is just it hits all the nostalgic notes and it does you know kind of trigger that you know this is this is how it sounded back in the day but when you go listen to those tracks like oh my god no it wasn't it's I I learned this recently playing the Tomb Raider uh, PS1 remasters and kind of you know that's that's how I pictured Lara Oh wait, that's not that's not how Lara looked at all. It's kind Far of the same thing pointy. here, but for the for the music. Yeah, and I think that's the the best way that nostalgia like that can work is it makes you feel like you did when you played the original, but it's not what it was. Yeah, and I I, I said as much in my remake review, like the music, especially in some of the, some of the other elements, but I think it is 
so much the music for whatever weird reason. I mean, obviously, Uematsu is an iconic composer for the series and those particular themes, especially for a lot of specifically Australians, because unless you were lucky enough to have some import setups happening, it was the first Final Fantasy game we ever got. Um, and we were just lucky that it's, you know, still held up as one of the best. But it's stuck for a reason. And, you know, it's it's like sense memory. You know, you, you have a smell that jolts you back to a particular point in time. And I think for Final Fantasy, um, it's the music that can take you back and re-evoke those emotions and, you know, that particular time period. Yeah. Um, they've nailed it, really, in that sense. Any other thoughts as we start to wrap things up? Uh, the, the review embargo is about five or six days before the game comes out, so people have got a little bit of time to wait. Um, firstly, suggestions for people in this time. <laughs> how, do, how do they they process and survive those next few days? But um, I guess, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I guess if you haven't played Integrade, give that a go. Um, Look at you recommending uh, that DLC that you've not checked out. I haven't played it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, is it on? it might be on sale at the moment. I don't know. Um, but... It's you know it's something to tide you over for a few days and get you at least get you back into the battle system and yeah. get your head in the game. Uh, again, I've had no issue with that. I think the game does a great job in getting you back into that. If you have, like myself, I hadn't played remake in four years almost because um, again I had that early for review and so it would be almost four years bang on the dot yeah. since I'd played that game and I you know picked it straight back up. The new stuff's introduced very nicely. It's well tutorialized. Um, I think if you liked Remake, you would be kidding yourself to not be giving this a go. Yeah, I think it's a walk-up buy for anyone anyone who joined Remake. Um, and I think there's a lot of appeal. I know I wouldn't be recommending anyone who's not played any of the Final Fantasy VII games to just jump in here. Oh, no, God, no. This would be... Yeah, you're so out of your depth on the narrative side, but in terms of like a a playing experience, like just the pure gameplay side, absolutely. Like if you do not care about that story in the slightest, which for shame if that's the case, but like if if you are the wired that way, um, as an actual playing experience, you're gonna have an absolute blast. Those those boss encounters are a thrill to engage with. The there is plenty to do in the world. There are so many great different um, side activities and and things you can go off and chase. Like it's it's a really great game to just play regardless of the narrative aspect yeah and again like the the concessions they made in the battle system and the updates and the tweaks and everything i think it it does give it a you know it it will appeal to people who aren't all about that jrpg life in some aspects like it, yeah. it has more of a modern feel and there's you know there's there's not necessarily a a a, a menu in sight um, so to speak, and when there is, it feels like purposeful. It's very tactical. You're doing it to give yourself a pause in the action, which is so furious and frenetic to quickly figure out what you need to do next in a battle. And then you can drop that menu down and just, you know, wail away on enemies mashing the buttons if you really want to. Yeah, um, it's it's a great experience all round. Uh, I- Lots of appeal, of course, for anyone who's been there and done it. You know, like we said, we probably wouldn't recommend anyone necessarily go to play the game if you haven't experienced anything else in the franchise before. Look, there is a very generous demo. There's a very generous demo available out now. Give it a go. Um, If you haven't played Remake, 
um, go back and give that a shot and you'll know very quickly if this is for you. And again, remake probably clocks in at half the length of yeah, this. 25. So you can, um, you know, you can dabble in that. And I think it, I don't think it's so far that you would be like, oh, you couldn't go back. Like, it'd be too hard to go back. I don't think it's that much of a shift from the original game in terms of the combat, maybe in terms of the open world. Um, you know, the first one is probably going to feel even more constrained after playing this and more linear. But I think, yeah, it's not the jumping in point. Um, go back and play Remake. Uh, or if you really don't want to do that, grab the demo, give it a go. But... I can't see anyone who got to the end of Remake and was like, wow, that was good, not wanting to play Rebirth. Yeah. And then not subsequently looking forward to Reunion. I don't know what their next yeah. subtitle is going to be. It won't be Reunion because that was the Crisis Core remaster that they, ah. that's what they stuck on the end there. So um, who knows at this point. Um, Re-something, that's for sure. Revised. Um, <laughs> we'll wait and see. Thank you, as we as we wrap things up, Stephen, thanks for, for coming on, having a bit of a chat, sharing all those thoughts on the game. Uh, people can go check out your review at player2.net.au, of course. Should also make sure to shout out Bandai Namco on behalf of Square Enix for providing the code uh, that's enabled you to review it, for me to mooch off you for this review discussion. Uh, player 2 plays, which I better record. Um, and a whole lot more. Uh, there's some really cool stuff that's that's on the, on the way. So make sure the embargo's up. Go check out all the stuff that we've got published there. Stephen's done an awesome job. Any final words, mate? Um, look, uh, I love Final Fantasy VII, and in retrospect, I feel like maybe I was a little bit harsh on Remake in my review. Um, but uh, I, I think this is probably... It's an improvement. It's a better game in a lot of ways, and uh, I'm really happy that I've had a chance to experience it. Awesome. Well, again, as I said, check out Stephen's review, player2.net.au. Go check... Uh, again, thank you, sorry, to Square Enix, Bandai Namco Australia for providing the code. Um, played it on PS5. Who knows? Other audiences to the point before might get a chance to check out the future. But for now, it is a PS5 exclusive. Uh, check out all the other stuff on the Player 2 website. There's reviews, there's previews, there's opinion pieces, heaps of cool stuff there. Check out the YouTube channel um, for, again, a whole range of different videos. I'll tomorrow night before this review embargo be getting a video together for that because it had slipped my mind um, I'll be doing that there's a whole range of cool stuff for people to go check out so go check out all that stuff the podcast patched the, the pixel cast dev diary we're on Patreon go check that out and finally there's uh, social media and give it a few right. weeks and we'll do some spoiler stuff yeah let's do it yeah we'll do a spoiler cast nice and soon when it's kind of safe for everyone uh, finally there's social media where can you be found Stephen? Uh, on X at Gorath44000 um, for all seven people still left on the platform um, and obviously player2.au it's an interesting one that one it feels like it, it feels like everyone's saying they're leaving but then none of us actually kind of leave so um, or we can't quite let go but anyway uh, Paul James <laughs> Games for myself and yeah play, uh, player2au for for the website go check all that out again thank you Stephen thank you Band on Emco thank you Square Enix Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out on the 29th of February. Go check it out. Thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you later.